This is Resist and Renew. The UK-based podcast about social movements. What we're fighting for, why, and how it all happens. The hosts of the show are... Me, Kat. Uh, me, Sammy. And me, Ali. I'm recording this now, baby. Shit, it's a podcast! <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome back to the Resist and Renew podcast. Today we are going to be talking to Henry Chango Lopez, who is from the IWGB. So a little bit about Henry and the IWGB. Henry is the General Secretary of the Independent Workers' Union of Great Britain. The IWGB is a union that represents and supports some of the most marginalised workers in Britain. The union focuses on outsourcing, the gig economy, and other areas where precarity, low pay, and exploitation are the norm. Henry has been closely involved with the union since the early days and previously worked as an outsourced porter at the University of London, where he was involved in high-profile campaigns. Henry has years of experience in organising, listening to the experiences of workers in precarious positions and advising them on what avenues are open to them. Thanks so much for joining us, Henry. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Great to have you here. We'd love to just get started um, by getting a bit of your understanding as to like what is the current political context that you're organizing in right now? How do you see the situation, I guess, for workers right now in Britain? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the situation at the moment is, is, is very difficult for workers, especially in regards to uh, what has been happening during the pandemic um, with, with employers. Uh, taking advantage of the pandemic in order to uh, worsen the condition of workers. And before the pandemic started, we already were fighting a pandemic uh, as a union, which is exploitation in the in the UK. Um, and this obviously has made the situation worse because um, and workers have gone through a very difficult situation. In our union, we represent uh, uh, low paid workers, migrant workers, workers uh, without uh, workers' rights and also workers who are um, in a difficult situation and have been put in a difficult situation during the pandemic um, because of, of, of the sectors that they work and the sectors that we organize as a union like cleaners, like security guards, like couriers, private hire drivers, uh, foster carers and other workers that we represent as a union. And, most of them are uh, have gone through a very difficult situation in terms of health and safety, for instance, during COVID. Uh, we have had to even take the government to court uh, uh, in order to improve the health and safety in the UK. Uh, and we've, we've been successful uh, in, in that regard. Um, but yeah, we've been basically uh, challenging many employers who have been uh, overexploited the workers. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that before even COVID pandemic happened, there's a there's a pandemic of exploitation. Why are we in that situation? Like, why is that the case in in the UK right now? I think one of the big, big problems is that um, you know we live in a, in a rich country. Um, unfortunately, there are many workers in this country who are not organised. Uh, like especially like big unions, uh, you know, they they have forgotten to organise workers who. Are now the real working class of this country, like you know, workers who are really, um, you know, working uh, in in sectors uh, 
that are very um how could I say very you know big sectors uh like for instance uh sectors like uh, the gig economy where there's new new ways of working new ways of uh um new ways of uh, providing a service, like for the public, for instance, in this case, we have uh, these workers who um, don't have rights, and we have had to challenge, uh, you know, employers like Uber, Deliveroo, who are employing these workers, who um, don't give them their proper protections and uh, their proper pay, for instance, that the workers need in order to, you know, survive in this country basically in the new economy without workers rights uh, without think, think, things like sick pay holiday uh, pensions that everybody take for granted mm -hmm. maternity pay paternity pay it's very difficult uh, for these workers mm -hmm. uh, to, 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 to live uh, and, um, you know when they have families as well and the other sectors that we represent like cleaners you know we've been fighting outsourcing in university we've been fighting outsourcing in many workplaces because outsourcing is one of the big problems as well uh, that we've been challenging and we've been winning uh, huge victories in, in universities where we have managed to uh, end outsourcing like in University of London where we managed to secure uh, better sick pay, better holiday, better pensions, uh, maternity pay, paternity pay in line with direct employed staff and we have also managed to end the abuse that comes with that. It's not just about conditions. It's not just about uh, terms and conditions. Uh, it's about uh, dignity and respect in the workplace. And this is something that these workers don't have in many workplaces. And we see, like in this country, there is not. Unfortunately, there is not law enforcement in terms of employment protections. Most of the time, many of these workers. If you have a problem, for instance, if you're not being paid in this country. £1,000 of your months of wages, let's say, as an example, there's no way you can get that money back. You have to take your employer to court. How can you, as a cleaner mm -hmm. who doesn't speak the language in many cases, can take an employee to court? Or how can you, as a courier or private hire driver, have to fight with a lawyer and pay, you know, thousands, maybe pounds in order to get justice? So that's why we are encouraging workers to join the union because through the union we've been able to break those barriers and you know take take action and get justice for for workers and that's why the IWGB uh, was set up in order to do that because we didn't have that 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 that, that route of getting justice and that's something that we've been doing over the years um, for all of our mm -hmm. members amazing yeah i guess i'm curious again about that that context where workers rights are really don't exist or like you have to really fight hard to get them is that a new situation is that a result of the gig economy of outsourcing or is it a legacy of like thatcherism where where like what exactly means it's like it is now why why is it so bad uh, i think i think uh, it's it's just uh, in, in terms of outsourcing um i think it's it is a way that the, the economy has been functioning for years and you know the use of zero hours contracts, the 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 way outsourcing works, for instance, you know, they, most of the time, um, when they employ uh, workers, especially in many of the sectors, these low low paid workers, you know, and lower wages, these workers, uh, migrant workers, who work on those industries, and they take advantage of them uh, in order to over exploit them by you know 
like giving them unfair conditions of work, but also uh, in many cases we have uh, many companies that don't even pay them. But I think it's, it's, it's the law protection in this country. There is no law enforcement. And I don't think that's got to do with touch or whatever. I think it's just the government that hasn't implemented a proper law enforcement in the country in terms of the, the, the protections for workers. But in terms of the gig economy, this is a new, a new uh, way of, of, uh, of work that is, is changing. It's changing the, the economy, it's changing uh, the lives of people, and it's expanding day by day. I think it's something that is just it just happened uh, and then it's, it's just expanding and it's not the law uh, the, the 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 law the workers' rights are not going according to what's happening at the moment. Mm. You know there is all these huge uh, uh, corporations like Uber, like Deliveroo, who basically are doing whatever they like, and because they have uh, so many investors that are investing, that most of them are you know rich people who are even in the government you know supporting. Uh, this, they, you know, there is no interest of changing the the way they're functioning. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, there's a huge, it's a huge challenge for us as a union, and that's what we've been fighting in the courts, we've been fighting in the street, we've been fighting, you know, with demonstrations, and trying to organize the workers in order to to keep changing this. Because if it wasn't for a union like us, things wouldn't wouldn't have changed. And I mean, there's recently rulings from UVA giving workers some some condition some you know like conditions but that's not mm-hmm. everything we're still uh, fighting for better conditions and also uh, to improve the the situation of the workers because by not having workers rights you don't have protection of your work we we've we've seen the activations of people with a click of a button they deactivate one person they finish with a job there's no right to appeal there's no process whatsoever it's so unfair yeah. this system that we are, you know, that these workers have. In terms of foster cares as well, they don't have any, 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 you know, workers' rights either. So they also don't have the right to, you know, the rights that other workers have in terms of normal worker status. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing a lot about that context for us. It's yes, good to understand where we're at. Um, and you, you talk about IWGB fighting in the courts and in the streets and fighting for workers' rights. And it would be really great to hear more about the organisation. Like, what is what is IWGB about and how, how do you do what you do? Yeah, I mean, we the IWGB was set up in 2012 by Latin American cleaners trying to... Uh, trying to find justice and trying to organise because... Uh, it, it, it was difficult to organize in the big unions. I'm, I'm one of those who came out from the, uh, the big unions because we couldn't organize. They weren't just interested in our in our struggles, and that's why the IWGB was set up uh, to fight our own struggles, but to do it our way, and and also to get the workers involved in the struggle. And that's why the IWGB is all about. You know, uh, it's a it's a workers-led organization. And that's why we try to keep it our way because we have the experience before uh, with bureaucracies that have been, you know, uh, stopping uh, the, 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 the struggles that we needed to do in order to to get justice, but also to improve the conditions of work. So at the moment, we, you know, since since we set up, we have been organizing, we've been increasing our membership, we have welcoming new industries like, you know, couriers, like private hat drivers, like yoga teachers, cycle instructors, workers in universities, cleaners, security guards, game workers, nannies, youpers, 
and at the moment we have 11 branches in the union uh, and we have done something that it was inimaginable in, in, you know it was uh, inimaginable today before because um even myself like I couldn't believe that when you know we I can't believe we are now 11 branches when yeah. we were a cleaners union so we have come a long way but people have joined our union because they have seen that we are a fighting union that we are you know getting results we are winning and that's what the IWGB is all about I and mean, we we continue uh, to uh, create leadership in our union we continue to work um, making sure that our members are the ones who are leading the struggles, the ones who are leading our union, the ones who are in the positions of power in our union in order to keep uh, fighting for workers' rights and for better conditions because there is no better place than the workers to know the, the, the problems that the industry, what the problems that there are in the industries. And that's why we are you know, providing them with all the skills that's needed trainings and support in order to do that. We have cleaners in, in, in our union, which is the biggest branch in our union. Most of them, they don't speak the language. But despite that, we've been able to achieve huge victories in many sectors, you know, in many um, workplaces, in terms of getting longer living wage, in terms of, uh, you know, improving the conditions, uh, such as sick pay and other conditions where they were facing, uh, you know, problems at work. So this is what the IWGB is all about, and we are mm. continue to grow as an organization, and we hope to keep this uh, together, uh, this uh, you know, lovely union that we have created. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's so great to see so many workers organized and, work, and working uh, shoulder to shoulder, despite not speaking the language, despite being from different nationalities, but also despite being you know, from migrant backgrounds and, and working together, like, you know, having foster cares who are mostly white British and having cleaners who are mostly Latin Americans or from other countries, uh, you know. In, in, in. But at the same time, they are having the same problems. You know, they are, they are fighting for the same, for better conditions of work. And that's the, the, the good thing about this, that's about, about our organization, that we all are fighting for the same cause and we are all are united um, through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, incredible. It's so good to hear a bit about the history as well, like how you started out as just one branch and now 11 branches and all the people involved. It's really, yeah, exciting to hear about it. Um, yeah, I guess I'm like within that, I'm really interested in like how you organise, how are you building power? Because it feels like you're growing a lot. It's grown so much since it started. And what is the like, um, yeah, the, a bit of the detail of how you're winning, because there are wins that are happening for workers' rights that IWGB are leading. And I'm wondering if you could share a bit with us about, yeah, how you're building, how you're building that power. I mean, yeah, we, we, we're building that power through uh, educating our members, through uh, making them understand that nothing is going to change in this country if we don't get involved. And that's why we, we, we always uh, you know, say to the workers, anybody who joined the union, we need to get involved. We need to be the ones leading the struggle. Nobody's going to change this for us. It's us who are going to create this change. You know, history has shown that it's, it's the workers who have gone on the streets, who have, you know, have organised in order to make big changes. And that's what the IWGA has been doing over the years. And through that education, we are getting, as I said, we are we, you know, providing the trainings in order to, to, for them to to understand um, what they need uh, to make those changes, but also in terms of uh, working with other organizations, working in solidarity with many other groups, that 
um, we need in order to win our campaigns and win our struggles. I think solidarity is very important, not just within a union, but also outside the union. Uh, that's why the IWGB has been working, you know, with with with, with organizations like Black Lives Matter, with with many MPs, with uh, Latin American women's rights, with you know, settle. We helped with with for, for uh, we helped Europeans apply for citizenship, and and many other organizations that have uh, you know been supporting us. But we've been working together because at the end of the day, one of the pro one of the things that this is not just about workers' rights; it's about creating a big community because we have many other problems also, uh, not just in the workplace, but in other areas. And that's why we try to build in the union this kind of solidarity, but also a community that is here you know, to stay, but also that is here to get involved whenever we need support. And I, I mean, one of the most important things, I think, is to make th those workers or those leaders feel uh, that they are part of a community, you know, that they're not just fighting for, for the rights at work, but they are part of a, a community. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, like, kind of linked to that, you mentioned that the... Um... IWGB like came out of a frustration with some of the bigger unions uh, and it feel like sort of implicitly you're talking a lot about the the ways that the IWGB is different um, but I wonder if you could just explain that a little bit more for people who may be listening who don't know so much about union organizing. Yeah I think I think one of the big problems I've seen and I, I, I felt when I, I, I was I was even an official of one of the unions uh, big unions and one of the, the things is that they don't understand the problems that we have, especially like as migrants, and they don't they don't care about uh, you know organizing uh, certain sectors, because I I, I think they see the uh, you know they don't want to agitate, they don't want to you know they they don't want to be on the streets or, or you know they're not used to that, and I think that that's that's a challenge for them, but also they don't want to put resources. You know, these big unions that have got lots of money in their accounts, but they still don't, don't dare to organize workers who have been exploited. You see, during this pandemic, how many workers gone through a very difficult situation. But I think uh, most of most of most of the, the the big unions are just you know interested to organize, yeah, like big sectors, not you know, not unorganized workers and uh, or, or marginalized workers. And I think. Uh, this is something that issues change. I mean, big unions should be organising these sectors in every workplace. We've seen, we've seen, uh, we've seen an example, for example, in universities. Every time, if you go now to any university in the UK, all the outsourced workers, surely they are exploited. Is hundred percent that's that's happening? And we've seen every time we go to any university to organise these workers, these big unions said to us, "Oh, we, this is, these are our members," you know. They claim they're members, but they never, you know, there to help them, and that's a problem. You know, they don't want you to go there to organize, but they don't, they don't help them either. So they don't, uh, you know, they should be putting resources into helping them. Um, but this is what is happening in every workplace. You know, there's big unions in big uh, buildings, like uh, you know, uh, organizing workers in government departments, for instance. But you see, the the outsourced workers are like cleaners, security guards. They're not organized by these unions. And that's the problem that, that 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 we have, you know, when we try to organize with them, that we weren't felt supported. We, we they they weren't they didn't want to put resources in that struggle, and that's why we decided like to end up leaving. And that's what, as I said, people who were here before in the IWGB came out of the beginnings as well, having the same issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
that makes sense and sounds super frustrating that they're not not doing that but it's great that the IWGB has has taken up that role and yeah you mentioned solidarity and that's what was coming to mind when you were talking about the all the different people in your union working together like recognizing the different different but connected fights that is going on it sounds super powerful and yeah really inspiring um and i know there's now 11 branches and so i don't want you to like pick necessarily which is like the most important or anything like that but like what do you think are like the key battles that you're facing right yeah now? I, think, I think for us uh, i don't I, I don't need to pick any i think uh, for uh, for us uh, and myself especially as general secretary i mean all the branches are very important you know, we're fighting for all the workers uh, to change. Uh, if, if we could have more branches with more workers and to have more resources to help more workers, we will do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of, the, all of our members in each of the branches, they are here because they are going through a very difficult situation. They, don't, they want to change their, their situation in terms of better pay, in terms of better conditions, in terms of workers' rights. But I think uh, we have something in common. We're fighting exploitation. And we're trying to change, as I said, we're trying to change the system that is unfair against all these workers. You know, it might be yoga teachers uh, with having problems with, uh, with sex harassment at work or, or being, uh, you know, underpaid, like foster carers not having workers' rights or, or private house drivers who work for Uber and all the uh, operators not having the workers' rights, uh, you know, not having a proper pay, like couriers who uh, are in the same situation without workers' rights. But also, you know, being, being not paid properly, you know, a proper wage. Uh, another problems that they have, you know, with cleaners again fighting outsourcing, universities fighting outsourcing as well. So I think for us, um, we want to fight any kind of exploitation in, in our union, whether it be outsourcing, whether it be the, the gig economy. At the moment, obviously, we our our, our concentration is on on outsourcing and the gig economy because. That's a big problem at the moment uh, in, in, in the in the UK. Um, of I mean, of our struggles because the members we represent, the majority come from those uh, you know from those sectors. But obviously, we have other other branches that are are not in the economy, but they still are fighting for better pay, like cycle instructors, for instance, who are now balloting for a strike, who are also kind of fighting outsourcing as well because they are outsourced by the council. sense i mean obviously ex fighting exploitation wherever it is sounds like the right thing to do of course do you think i think like with like the battle against uber and things like that there's been high profile cases do you think there are any battles like that that are on the cusp of like any significant changes for you right now yeah i, th I think uh, we have had a uh... I think we have been successful in getting, you know, the Uber case, the Uber ruling 
it hasn't come just you know because they want to give that is they have given us because we've been in the courts we've been on the streets we've been fighting it's been a long struggle and the, and the same like delivery also has given some workers rights recently i mean some 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 benefits but that that is uh something that has happened because we've been also been challenging them i think uh there's still a lot of work to do you know this uh corporation is going to keep fighting because they want to keep that model for them that making you know people who are um uh investing in them they they want to you know get the millions that they want to get out of it but this comes as a as uh on the back of the workers you know on the on the on the work that they do uh, and the suffering that they go through by not being paid properly or by not being given the conditions that they're supposed to have they i mean they should have but i think also in terms of outsourcing i think uh um nothing is going to change uh, as i said uh is it us who need to change outsourcing better pay is not going to you know, even the government, when they raise the payment, they raise ten, you know, five p or twenty p or something, and uh, we have gone to many places and got London living wage ten pound eighty five, where workers were getting the the, the minimum wage with eight pound something now. So you know, we are creating these changes, and I think we can we can do we can keep doing uh, these changes because there is a lot of uh, organisations uh, and uh, businesses that are paying. Uh, minimum wage when they are getting millions or billions uh, in their accounts and uh, you know this is something that we is happening everywhere so I think uh, it's for it's, it's on us to, to, to keep changing it mm -hmm. for the better yeah absolutely I guess like in terms of the struggle for workers' rights and improving conditions, like you have a lot of values in your politics that you're expressing out in the world on the streets and in, in the work that you're doing and you're organising. I guess um, the next question is kind of more internal to the IWGB and wondering about the value, how these values live within the union, like in terms of the way that you organise with each other, the structures that you have, the way you make decisions, these sorts of things. It'd be great to hear a bit about that. I mean, uh, as, uh, as someone... Uh myself especially as general secretary and the people who have been leading the union from the from the from the start we as i say we are a union that have come from 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 you know from uh coming come out from big unions because uh, we didn't have that support but also most of our members and myself i, I used to work in the Canadian industry for instance and uh I suffered the exploitation. I was a low-paid worker. I didn't have rights uh, in terms of better conditions, in terms of sick pay, holiday, you know, uh, pensions in my university in terms of equality. But we also just have basic conditions. So, uh, as an organization, as I say, but also the thing, the thing is that I, I, I also suffer like the, the, the harassment, the bullying that comes with it in my, in my workplace. Uh, because of the work I, I used to do, and that's what happened with many cleaners, for instance, in this country who go through very hard situations. And obviously, as an organization, we want to be an example of an employee, for instance. And one of the examples is, for instance, in our union, the cleaner gets the same as the general secretary mm -hmm. in terms of being paid an hour. So we go, you know, we pay. Uh, three pounds more than the London wage, for instance, and the cleaner is paid the same. Mm -hmm. The structures of our union 
our you know our union is led by migrant workers and we try this to be the case we try to that we try always our, our structures are, cre are, are created to have those people in power like people like myself and other people who come from my background who have been through these difficult situations to be on the leadership positions and be the ones who are um, taking the decisions for the whole union. For instance, we have an executive committee which is formed by uh, officials from each of the branches. In some branches they have the women's officer, in some branches they have BME officer. So we try to balance uh, the situation so we, you know, the union have that, um, what we, we fight in outside uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the workers who are like migrants and being exploited, we want them to be the leaders uh, in our union and the ones who are leading and taking decisions in our organization because they are the ones who understand better the problems that we face in each of the industries and they are the ones better to lead this organization. So in mm -hmm. terms of sick pay, holiday pensions, for instance, we fought outsourcing at the University of London and fought for equality in terms of having the same conditions for cleaners, for instance, with someone who works directly for the university, which is a professor, which is someone who works in finance or whatever. So in our union, we copy that model for our employees. So everybody in our union, they have six months full pay, sick pay. They have like 30 holidays, 30 days holidays. They have like, we, we have the pensions kind of the same as University of London. So this is an example that we, you know, we are giving our, 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 our staff something that we are fighting for in, in workplaces. Mm -hmm. we, we also have representatives, for instance, who represent the staff, because obviously we are a union, but we also mm -hmm. want, we, we, want we, we are fighting for, for workers to be heard in every workplace. So we have that as well in our union. We have representatives who are representing the staff, the views of the staff, and we listen to them for their concerns or for everything they need in order to make their, you know, their job a, a, a good place to work. Thank you for telling us all that. It's incredible. I mean, just like the, especially the real material things, like the, what you're fighting for out in the world, materially you are making sure are happening in your workplace. And it's not just words, which can often happen uh, with, some, with some of the politics. That feels really amazing to hear. And yeah, and we, and, and we do that despite being a small organisation. It's, it's, not, it's not easy, but, you know, I think we, were to, um, we have to do what, you know, we are fighting for, we have to show those values in our organisation. That, that's what we try to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think one, one thing that's sort of coming to my mind just to sort of curious about is sort of how you care for each other, like how you take care when there's so much uh, to fight for. There's so many urgent struggles right now um, and how everybody is able to keep going and not get so exhausted because the fight is long and hard and just interested in how that how that work is shared how people are cared for within the union that's a, a question that's coming to mind yeah i mean our organization has been growing so quickly you know we we were we 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 jump into the woods and without no not knowing how to swim that's what happened at the iwgb we <laughs> none of us we've been expert everybody who's been involved in the union None of us have been experts in trade unionists, for instance. Myself, I used to be a cleaner at Porter at University of London. Now I'm the general secretary. 
but I didn't have experience before in this country. I lived 20 years, but for 10 years I didn't know about unions. I didn't know about social movements. I wasn't involved in any of that. But I, I got involved because the exploitation I was, I was having in my workplace, and that's why I, I became member of the union. And then I became official, and I've been, you know, so we've been, we've been working ways of ensuring that, uh, you know, we win campaigns, that we organize, but we also that uh, we put structures in place in order to make sure everybody has the tools to do their, you know, to do their, 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 their job that they do in it as officials or as representatives. In terms of our staff, we will, you know, we look after our staff, uh, as I said before, um, in terms of uh, in terms of our, our officials and, and people who are like organizing, we normally uh, try to uh, every branch have officials. So every branch uh, decide they are kind of autonomous in decision making in terms of campaigns and organizing, and um, we have the support from the central union as well. So we try to implement more staff in order to support branches, but we also provided them with trainings uh, that they need. Um, we try, we we've tried to to implement things uh, in order to to help them to to do their job better. But we we also have meetings, uh, regular meetings uh, with branches. We have meetings. Uh, branches have monthly meetings as well. And yeah, we're trying to form structures in order to, you know, make sure that everybody is uh, happy and everybody is uh, is doing their work without getting exhausted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, sounds really amazing, and I think, yeah, super practical. As as Catherine was saying, like the the material ways that you're organizing make sense. It aligns with what you're fighting for, and the fact that you're a small organization doing what you say others should do mean is is even more example of like why the hell is the universities not doing this and why why are the big corporations yeah. not doing it? if you can do it <laughs> anyone anyone can do it right you're you're an example and this the stories of how like your story of how you you've gone from being a porter to the general secretary shows how that leadership has actually been put into place and how the structures you're not you're not just like a member of a union whether you go to them for help and they deliver a service you're you're trained and empowered to work with with one another to get what you need and that's mm -hmm. that's what it's all about right that's incredible um so i guess like part of what this podcast is about is that people who don't know about your organization might be listening and might be getting inspired uh by by your struggle if if someone's listening and they they want to get involved or they want to know more about just union organizing in general what would what would you suggest them to do yeah i would say that um as i said from as i said at some point in the conversation not nothing is going to change if we don't get involved for any industry where we are you know getting uh, working in a low pay job not having good conditions of employment having a uh, bad treatment in terms of how we've been treat we are treated as, as workers uh not having rights at work this all these problems even like in the nannies for instance in the nannies branch we have people where they were having problems with the visas or is it with the immigration system that i need changing as well it's not just about workers right it's about these problems that the workers have with their visas for instance 
Um, I think uh, we need to organize more. We need to join a union. It's such an important tool uh, to get, you know, what, what you want in the workplace, to get a tool where you can, you know, talk to your employer or have your voice being heard uh, by your employer. Since I've been member of the union, I've, my life has changed completely uh, in terms of, uh, you know, how I was treated at work, how I was, I had a voice, uh, you know, uh, in my workplace, like, that I didn't have before. The exploitation I suffered in my workplace changed completely when I joined a union, when I was part of the union, when we formed this big community, not just in, in the union, but in my workplace with, uh, with workers who are, who are having all sorts of problems. But also this community in the university where I used to work, for instance, where we unite with people who were directly for the university, who would have, we would never even talk when we were in the workplace because we, you know, we, we, they do their work, we do our work, and some of the time we don't speak the language. But through the union, we've been able to, to get together, you know, even to have like some salsa dancing, you know, see people salsa dancing like Latinos with someone who is from, you know, from like, like, from the UK that they have never even met and it's such a such a nice thing I think the union have a lot of these things but I think uh, it, it's very important that we can we can get organized and we can fight together for a cause because as I said things are not going to change especially with the pandemic especially with Brexit what's happening now the situation is becoming even worse Employers have taken have taken advantage of the pandemic to worsen workers' rights, and with Brexit as well, uh, many employers are also taking advantage of what's happening to get rid of workers, and um, there is a lot of unfair situations that are happening at the moment. And if we want to change workers' rights for the better in this country, it's just by you know joining a union and getting organized, get together, and fight for better working conditions. That's it. Amazing. Yeah, that's so good. And I really like that uh, the idea of salsa dancing as part of like the community. It's like, obviously, we want to f- get out and fight. We want to win win campaigns. We want to change things. But it's also about more than... You not, you're not just a worker. You're, you're also a people. You want to build that relationship with each other. You want to build that enjoyment and life outside of that. But um, I think you've said it's a few times now but nothing nothing's gonna change unless we do something about it so that that's that's sticking with me from this conversation and anyone listening i encourage you to get out there and join the IWBGB or uh, any other great uh genuine union that's out there <laughs> so, yeah thank you so much for this this conversation i'm feeling yeah really inspired by it no yeah thanks so much henry it's been great talking cool. to you thank you thank you thank you Thanks once again to Henry Chango Lopez for joining us on this episode of the Resistory Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at HCH Lopez, and the IWGB Twitter account is IWGB Union. Thank you to Klaus for letting us use his song Neff for this backing track, and thanks as well to Kareem Samara for the interlude music as well. Shout out to Rowan from R&R for doing the transcription on this episode and all the other episodes in this season. If 
you want to find out more about Resist and Renew, check out our website, resistrenew.com. We are on all the socials. And if you want to support the production of this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash resistrenew. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening and catch you next time. Bye.